the Coven. I'm your host, Shweta Sundarajan, and I'm the legendary Wicked Witch of the Soundwaves. Joining me today is... I'm Sam Shipe, host of Remix. Welcome to this show, Sam. So today we'll be taking a look into what's bubbling in the cauldron, which is fake feminism. So what are your thoughts and feelings and opinions on this topic, Sam? Like fake feminism? Do you mean like like feminazism, like that type of stuff? Sure, that we're yeah. Talking about? Well, I mean like... Like, I honestly feel like it, like, I don't want to misspeak throughout this entire podcast because I'm a white male. Like, I am, like, I'm exactly who they want to, like, get for, like, saying something wrong, right? Um, and that's we, kind of how I feel about that. This is why we want you on the podcast, yeah. to break those stereotypes. But, you know, it, it creates, um, it creates an environment where other people's opinions and thoughts aren't validated because they aren't being extreme. And that, in any sense, is garbage. Um, it also is like pushed it to the point where, like, if you asked me how I identify, I'm not gonna tell you I'm a feminist, right? I'm going to say I'm an egalitarian, because you know, not only does that, you know, include people in the trans community, but it's also because like, feminism has become the butt of a joke because of these loud, aggressive extremist people that just kind of give it a bad name for everyone else involved. Now, if you ask me if I'm a feminist, I'll say yes. But if you ask me to identify myself, I'll say I'm an egalitarian. Hmm. So for those of us who don't know what that is, could you define so, what an egalitarian yeah, is? Yeah, so like, de like dictionary definition of feminism is, you know, equal rights for everyone, right? It should be, ideally. Um, and that's what egalitarianism is, except it isn't you know, it's not charged with, like, it's not genderized, if that makes sense. Okay. So, like, feminism is very genderized. It's like, oh, bringing women to the equal level of men, right? I mean, even within the name, it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It's, so, egalitarian is just more of a futuristic yeah, version Yeah, it's essentially like, yeah, why not bring everyone to equal level? Like, while right. in the definition that's what feminism says it is, it's also a genderized word. Whereas, like, for egalitarianism, it's like, okay, I'm not just fighting for women to have equal rights to men. I'm fighting for men to have equal rights to women. I'm fighting for uh, those who, are, who uh, identify outside of the gender binary to have equal rights to everyone. It's just, I think it's a better word so that everyone knows that we're on the same team. Because I feel like a lot of people that, like, aggressively identify as feminists kind of lose sight of the original goal, which is equal rights for everyone, mm -hmm. and just so actively try to bash um, men. And the worst part is, is like, you know, you, like, if you're around, like, if I'm your friend, right, and you're a diehard feminist, you know, why would I, why would you want me as your friend if I'm not, you know, also a feminist or an egalitarian, right? Mm -hmm. I'm your friend. Why are you yelling at me about this? I agree with you. I'm already on your side, mm -hmm. right? But you're making me, like, you're you're actively, like, yelling in my face or getting up in my grill, like, emotionally charged, like, at towards me. Like, you may not mean it towards me, but you're saying it at me, and you're saying, like, men, you know, he, like, all that, like, all this genderized, like, charged words being directed at a guy who really agrees with you but you're again, you're throwing it at me, who hasn't done anything wrong. That kind of sounds like 
fake feminism, you know? Yeah. Almost, in a sense. So I kind of want to get into what exactly fake feminism is. And if we look at the uh, formal definition according to the internet, fake feminism is basically feminism that attempts to, like, reap the social benefits of, like, moderate Mm -hmm. feminism, but it also complies with, like, the patriarchal rules that perpetuate gender disparity. So it's basically, like... I think, like, the most obvious instance of that is, like if we want to bring up, like, the military draft, right? Yeah. I've never once met a woman, like, arguing for equal rights that, like, on their list of things has been everyone has to sign up for the draft. You know, arguably, you can argue that no one should have to sign up for the draft. That's another good argument. However, War as it stands, thing. as it stands, only men, cisgendered men, are required to sign up for the draft at the age of 18. The second I turned 18, I had to sign that draft letter and return it. There are negative things that happen if you don't. Like there are like repercussions is what I'm saying. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's not great. You know, it's it's a negative it's a negative um, I guess side effect of being a man, right? But whenever I see like oh, we want equal treatment. We want equal treatment. Well, that means more than just equal pay. And I agree, women should have equal pay. Women should have equal treatment and everything. But that also means now you have to sign up for the draft. Right. So it, that's I think that's a great example of fake feminism is arguing for equal rights, but then also not accepting the fact that women should also then have to sign up for the draft or something similar where it's a negative repercussion of equal rights. Mm-hmm. I think another great example of fake feminism is um, talking about armor in the mandalorian (laughs) so tell us more about that i'm not the biggest star wars fan so i really haven't watched the mandalorian but i saw that there was this big controversy on social media Mm -hmm. regarding armor for female mandalorians yeah there's so i went back and like i had to catch up on the mandalorian because i haven't really been watching it recently but then there was like two different countries that came out of it for in like the same week so, like, I was like, well, shoot, I got to watch it and see if I get offended, I guess. Um, well, which I didn't, spoiler alert, because if a baby wants to eat some eggs, it's going to eat some eggs. It's not like it knows any better. Um, that was a big that was a big thing. And I was like, no, it's it's literally not. It's pretty funny if you think is about that, it. Is that, like, something from... Yeah, so, like, okay. Baby Yoda, like, there were some unfertilized eggs that were, like... Why is that a controversy? I, I guess it was, like... Like, the connotation was that, like, it was, like, one of the last of the... It wasn't necessarily... I don't think it was supposed to be, like, the last of the species, but it was, like, the last of, like, a family line. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, they were trying to get this lady and her unfertilized eggs to her husband so that and I then, guess he could fertilize them. And, and then, then Baby, Baby Yoda, Yoda was just like, I hungy. And then he ate some of the eggs. And, like, even, like, even Mando, Man- the Mandalorian, the main character like, actively tried to stop him, and he only ate a couple of the eggs, but still... But not all of them. Yeah, but not all of them. Okay. And people were like, Baby Yoda's committing genocide. And first of all, if your problem is with genocide, then you shouldn't be watching Star Wars in the first place because there's a lot of there's a lot of genocide that happens. People blow up planets, etc. I mean, like, Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, and it's also, like, heavily, like, there's a lot of Nazi influence for the dark side, and it's very obvious, especially if you watch, like, episode seven. It's super obvious. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of symbolism, and if you can't handle it... Please don't watch the movie? Then, yeah, just don't watch it. Just stop being... Stop watching things in general and get off the internet so I don't have to deal with you. 
Um, anyway, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But the other one was with the Mandalorian, and it all basically stemmed from this one tweet from someone that's like very clearly just ignorant so to her, how body armor works. So her name is Anita Sarkeesian, and she is a she's part of the gaming community, I do believe. That's that feels so hard to believe just based on like what she said. So she is a Canadian American feminist media critic and ah, she's, she's Canadian. There's yeah. the problem. Oh. I'm kidding, kind right. of. Right. <laughs> um she's also the founder of Feminist Frequency, so it's like a website that hosts mm-hmm. videos and commentaries of women in popular culture. I actually wrote an article about her. So, yeah, so she's the one who actually complained about the um let's call it boob armor. Yeah, I mean that's what they call, that's what she called it, I think. Yeah, in the tweet she called it boob armor. So Yeah. So for those of you that don't understand like the controversy, she was like, Really? Mandalorians have boob armor now? That's so sexist, pretty much, was like the whole message of that tweet. Right. And yes, the Mandalorians have armor and like their armor is like the most valuable thing in the universe, pretty much. Like it's super valuable because it just like in the Star Wars universe there's like lasers, right? And there's blasters. Well this armor just basically laughs at blasters, like it doesn't it doesn't phase it, which is why everyone tries to actively kill Mandalorians for their armor. So the armor is a big plot point. So I understand someone like, you know, focusing on it because it's it makes a lot of sense to focus on the armor. But, you know, she was just, I guess, outraged at the fact that a female Mandalorian would have like a little extra room around around her chest. Yes. For her boobs. Yes. And if you look in like if you look in like actual history, any time that there were female warriors that would have worn a breastplate, yes, if they had a chest, there was room for it. Right. See, what what doesn't make sense to me, and as a owner of said boobs, like yeah. I, I would if I was wearing something, I would want it to be comfortable. Yeah. And like fit around my body, because like because, yeah, because the Mandalorian's armor is very tight to the body. It's not like it's not like because some people try to compare it to like medieval like breastplates. Mm-hmm. Those things were big. Yeah. Right. They weren't supposed to be close to your chest. This type of armor is like if you look at all the other Mandalorians, their armor is right up against their skin. So it makes sense if you aren't a member of the itty bitty titty committee that you would need a little bit more room. Oh God, he used it. I, I did. I said itty bitty titty committee because anyone he said that it again. isn't a member, I'm gonna keep saying it. Because, you know, and no shame in it, all boobs are great. It's just, if you have larger breasts, then you are going to need that extra room. Yes. Otherwise, you're basically wearing a really uncomfortable binder, and it's going to make it very hard to breathe. Yes, it's like, it's suffocating when you're wearing something really tight and you can't breathe. And going into battle with, like... Yeah, and it's literally a warrior race. Yeah. Like, that's what they're made to do is fight and, like, like be physical warriors. exertion, and while your boobs are, like, pressed to your chest, which restricts like, your breathing. I imagine like, it would just be, like, wearing, like, eight sports bras. God. Like, yeah, like, you're not going to go wear eight sports bras and then run on a treadmill. Yeah, I had Like, a, that's going to hurt. I had a friend who had, like, very large boobs breastuses breastuses yes (laughs) and um she literally like we we did weightlifting together and she had to wear like three bras to like even function yeah and i felt so bad i'm like dude how how are you breathing like that was her boob armor i felt so bad i like (laughs) no one could get through that man i don't think even she could like yeah i mean like i have multiple friends that have to wear like two sports bras if they go running because if not they get a black eye um, or other people do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like, 
that's how it is. That's your boob armor, I guess. Like, yeah. are you saying that, you know, you shouldn't wear a shirt that fits? Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, it, the argument was just garbage and just obviously actively trying to find a problem where there wasn't one. So, which brings me to my next question. Do you think, like, controversies like these kind of detract from more important things that should be talked about, like, specifically within the Star Wars oh, franchise? Oh, absolutely. Like, whether it's the Star Wars franchise or just feminism in general, because, like, if, like, she, uh, the woman that wrote the tweet, I can't remember her name, I don't really uh, care. Sarkeesian. Whatever. Um, you know, she's obviously a very prominent member of you know, I don't want to say the feminist community because that's pretty much anyone that wants equal rights, but, you know. She's like, she's more of like a figure. Yeah, she's she's a feminist figure, right? And she's someone that a lot of people look to for guidance when it comes to things like that, clearly. She's made some really great videos explaining and that's, and that's what I'm saying. in popular culture and stuff. So when someone like that goes off and says something as brain dead as this, then anyone <laughs> that is either against feminism or is like, or just like isn't involved sees that that's what like the basically like like that's what your CEO is saying okay like that's like people that see what Donald Trump says when he's being brain dead and then think like that's what all Americans are like you know it's it's very similar like you can draw parallels to that whenever someone that's like the head of a company makes a bonehead decision people start looking down on the company see going back to your statement about Donald Trump that's that's how most of my family sees Americans. Yeah, like, exactly. Especially, like, back home in India, they're, like, they see whatever Donald Trump does, or they see people on, like, Fox News, like, talking mm-hmm. a bunch of random s- stuff, and they're, like, oh, this is what Americans are like, and I'm, like, no, no. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying is, like, you know, when it kinda when your figurehead sucks, everyone's going to assume you suck and that your message isn't worth listening to because you say stuff like and that. And it's interesting as to, like, how always, like, the people with, like, the dumbest opinions mm-hmm. go viral. and I mean, it, it makes sense because the people that are trying to prove you wrong are going to latch onto and be like, right. haha, see, they're wrong. Yeah, it's like... Got you. And then the people that were following that, they're like, that that doesn't make any sense anymore. It's the thing about being a minority. Like, one person does one bad thing and it, like, brands the entire community. Oh, absolutely. And everything, like, that the... Like, every good thing that a community does, like, it's, like, completely swept under the rug because people yeah. only want to focus on the bad things and only want to focus on the controversies. And it kind of I mean, sucks. like, in any, in any regard, even, like, a family point of view, like, if... I don't know. If your brother was Jeffrey Dahmer, everyone's going to start looking at you weird, even though, like, you know, you didn't do that stuff. You turned out fine. Your parents were cool. Like, whatever. I mean... But, like... Yeah, and then all of a sudden you got freaking Jeffrey Dahmer's in your family. People are going to start, like, you know, they're going to look down on your family. You know, there's a reason you don't hear anyone named Hitler anymore or Adolf. Yeah. You know, because all of his family probably changed their names and skirted if they weren't already dead. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you want to distance yourself when people say this type of stuff, and that's a a problem for a feminist movement. Because there's a lot of validity in it, and I'm not going to ever say that there isn't, because obviously there is. Like, obviously women aren't treated equally. I get it. I'm here for it. I've heard all the arguments. I have plenty of friends that are very involved. Case in point, I'm looking at you, you know, and so I'm not ignorant. But at the same time, I notice when, you know, it seems like a lot of people are back. Because, like, that was the thing. A lot of people also tried to defend her for this post. Yeah. And it was really annoying. Like, one girl that was like, 
she was like goes to Renaissance fairs all the time, so she has her own armor. She and she was that like, picture. No, this is what it would look like. And like she's right, etc. And is like, I'm sorry, you have A cups. Well, that being said, also armor is designed differently. Yeah, and it was so... first of all, it wasn't the same kind of armor. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you have A cups. You don't need it. Like, that's what I'm saying. I you mean, know? I was trying not to personally bash her. I'm not, like... Sh- like, that's the thing is I'm not, like, I'm atta- I'm trying to attack the argument, not the person. Right. But when your argument is based on, like, your body, mm-hmm. there's nothing else for me to go after because it's, like, you, like, you're wrong. Right. You don't have the same, first of all, you don't have the same body type as the person on screen. Second of all, you're not wearing the same type of armor as the person on the screen. So you're completely invalid in what you're saying just based on that alone. And you know, I just think it's so funny how something so stupid was just, like, brought up to the light. But it really does show, like, how one, like, really outraged person who thinks that they're serving a cause, but it actually it hasn't either hasn't thought it through or just is dumb and then just aggressively attacks something without knowing what they're talking about. And then you have a lot of people that are just their yes-men. Let me post another question. So mm. specifically to these to this boob armor controversy. So, okay, you're saying it wasn't justified for people to overreact, but there have been instances of sexualizing women in film due to the male gaze. Mm-hmm. So do you need me to explain what the male gaze is? No, I know what the male gaze is. Like, there's instances of, like, woman wearing armor that is, like, not practical at all. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, a metal bra and, like, a skirt. Like, I would take Wonder Woman... Yeah, here's the thing, though. There was a Wonder Woman artist that was a female that drew Wonder Woman the way that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, she drew Wonder Woman the way we all think of Wonder Woman, you know, the busty Amazon. Yeah. And she was fired because they were like, no, we need a more female writer to draw her, or more female artist to draw her more realistically and I was like what are you talking about that was a female artist drawing Wonder Woman the way she perceives Wonder Woman you might have a problem with that but that's like anytime that there's progress for the turn for like only the purpose of progress that's a problem if you have a reason for your progress then yes progress needs to happen but if your point is like we just need to be more progressive for the purpose of being progressive that doesn't make sense if we need to be more progressive because we need to include more people that makes sense write those characters, you know, reimagine certain characters that need a reboot, right? Don't just take people out of a position because you think they shouldn't be there because they aren't creating what you idealized as your ideal Wonder Woman, you know? A lot of people love Wonder Woman and have loved Wonder Woman for forever, and Wonder Woman hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. And that's, and so then taking her and changing her just for the purpose of progress I, I take issue with that, you know, just because it's like, you know, this is a beloved character, right? You can change her over time. That's fine. Are you talking about, like, her outfit change? Because I remember Wonder Woman just having, like, just, like, a bra and, like, underwear. So or... she's had she's had a, she's had a few different outfits, but, but the like... classic one is, like, yes, she has no sleeves or strap. Right. And it's basically a chest plate that goes down, and then she has a skirt. But that's and what she had in like, the movie. It's basically like more like a one piece too. Okay. In a lot of scenarios, so it's like more like a one piece, and then there's like either a skirt or something like that. There's, like, yes, of course, there are instances where she's drawn more like, scantily clad. Right. Um, but at the same time, I would raise you. Okay, well, what about the Aquaman movie with Jason Momoa? You know, 
he is very obviously chiseled. All these male superheroes are obviously chiseled and at a point where it's like, how can you expect for men to look like that? Right. You know, there's a double standard that kind of comes in with this that people don't really like to talk about. And I think it's because the attitude towards it is different on both sides. Yeah. I think the attitude towards like women looking like that, women are very much like, oh, how can you expect that? You know, that's just men being sex crazed, et cetera. And then men seeing, you know, the more chiseled figure of the other man, it's like, yeah, I feel a little bit less of a man, but at the same time, I'm looking at myself for that, you I, know? I think, like, the reason that happens is because, like, the feminist community just had to, like, kind of, I guess, invert, it, like, inwards? Because mm-hmm. it was just, like, it was, like, all women, like, stick together. But I think that mentality kind of turned toxic because now when you're having such, like, open dialogues, it it's hard, I guess, it's hard or, like, there's less inclusivity, mm-hmm. which... Like you said, people not listening to you because like you're a white male, like mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I think that hurts the conversation, which it's kind of sad because like that's what's happening in social media as yeah. well. Because it's like all of these women over like overreacting because of something. And as a woman, it's easy to like get swept away in that dialogue. Just be like, yeah, like that's sexist. And then it's kind of hard for you to like take a step back because I like. I wouldn't realize that men are getting sexualized. Like, when you brought up the Aquaman thing, I had to, like, take a step back and think about it. Because my first reaction was, like, well, he's completely covered. Like, he's got, like, the full armor. And I had to be, like, but wait. He's shirtless, like, half that movie. Right. And then I had to kind of, like, step back and think about Mm -hmm. it. Because, like, I automatically don't necessarily see it. Or, like, Liam Hemsworth. He's the one that plays Thor, I'm pretty sure. One of the Hemsworths. I think it's Liam. Chris, my bad. I'm sorry, Chris. I love you so much. How could you, Sam? But, like, let's think about him, right? He hated being shirtless for all those scenes that he was as Thor, right? Yeah. And he was super sexualized. Whether he had, And then when he got his hair cut, oh my gosh, the like internet everyone. went crazy. Everyone's talking about him. And only using pictures of him without his shirt off, showing no respect for him as a person. He was a piece of meat. Right. You know? That's what he's seen as. That's why he actually loved being fat Thor in Endgame. Because he didn't have to be this overly sexualized person. But then it was also, then you see all these women being like, women and those attracted to men but like it's um, i'm saying women because it is a direct parallel of being like oh he's not sexy anymore Mm -hmm. etc or like oh now i'm here for dad bod thor why are you sexualizing someone going through a depressive episode yeah that's a problem and like that's a thing is like they were actively trying to sexualize him because they only see him as a piece of meat right and like granted you know women can argue that with like Wonder Woman it's like okay what do you see when you see Wonder Woman it's like personally I see a strong Amazonian woman who leads her own tribe of other women and is a strong female role model and then what do you see when you look at Thor personally I see a broken man who's gone through a whole lot who's trying to be a better leader and trying to live up to his father's expectations but what people fail to do because they are so sexualized is to is to fail to see what these characters really are as characters and only see them as, like, the pieces of meat that they are. And I get it. We're all horny. You know, we all have sex drives except for those of us that identify as asexual. And honestly, sometimes I wish I was so that I could just shut down that part of my brain. Me too, man. And I wish that everyone could just do that. You know, that'd be... I think we live in a much better world because then there'd be no reason to sexualize anything. But... At the same time, when it comes to, you know, ideal body standards, right? Obviously, 
their their BS on both sides. You know, the ideal man figure and the ideal woman figure, pretty much unattainable for many reasons because it takes a lot of work. Like any of those men that you see in like the superhero movies that are super chiseled, working out is their full-time job like they for do, months. They do nothing except yeah. like eat, right? It is just wake work up, out. work out, and then once they're in that shape, they have to maintain that shape until the until the uh, filming uh, until the filming is over. Like take Zac Efron, how he got so shredded for Baywatch, he wanted to die, yeah, because that was the only thing he did was work out. Like he talked about it on multiple interviews. Like mm-hmm. that was hell, you know, yeah. having to work that hard to look quote unquote that good, you know. And then now, like, he still looks very nice. Like, he still looks very good. But now he's happy because, you know, yes, he works out a lot, clearly. But he doesn't have to. It's not his, the only thing that he does anymore. Right. And you see, um, like, controversy, or I wouldn't say controversies, but, like, uh, this, like, superhero actor that was, like, super ripped. And then, like, after the filming, like, they start to put on weight. and like Yeah, they turn back into a normal person. Right. Like, so, so their muscles are gone. And then yeah. they kind of have, like, less definition. And, like, you see, like, paparazzi photos. And mm-hmm. they're like, what happened to, like, so-and-so? It's and like, it's yeah, like, working out isn't their full-time job anymore. And I'm like, he's normal. Like, okay, I don't get, like, I don't think people understand how, like, abs work. Like, if you're like if you haven't eaten, then like obviously your stomach goes in, and therefore your like abs like show more. Mm-hmm. And then if you've eaten, like you obviously like your stomach like comes out of it because there's food in your stomach. <laughs> so therefore your abs go away because there is food in your stomach, and your stomach is digesting. And like yeah, those muscles are not engaged. Like <laughs> it baffles me because I'm like, dude, that's how the human body works. Just because you see something in a photo doesn't mean it's like they're on that person yeah, all that's the time. What I, that's what I'm trying to say is like, you know, it the, the sexualization goes both ways. Right. Whether you want to admit it does or not. And, and it... Social media makes it worse. Oh, absolutely. Like, like look at like Robert Pattinson, right? Right. Um, he was terrified because like forever, he, he's the Twilight guy, right? And he was super sexualized by people for a long time because of it. Granted, in Twilight, he wasn't like, well, except for the one where they like made a baby. But other than that, you know, oh, he was just like some dude, right? Yeah. And then he had a super bad like body dysmorphia for a while, and like the first time we see him without a shirt, he's shredded because he's getting ready for Batman, and that's the first time that he's let himself be seen in public without a shirt off. He's super shy and super timid because of how he was treated earlier on in his career, where again he was looked at as like a piece of meat. As like a, I'm gonna get with that type of scenario, and so if you're gonna argue with, like if you're gonna argue for like a Wonder Woman or like a Black Widow, I think is a better argument. Oh yeah. Like if you're gonna argue those, then I'm gonna turn around and be like, okay, well, what about Captain America? What about you know Thor? Thor you know, insert any male hero here. They're chiseled. I mean, like it. If you take the opposite, like Captain Marvel, like people said Captain Marvel should smile more. So then she came out and she photoshopped smiles on like each one of like the male superheroes. Yeah. Like I think Robert Downey J- Downey Jr. like smiling like in his poster. And it was it was kind of funny, but it kind of shows like the double standard. And it's it's funny because the double standard goes the other way as well. I mean, that. and to be fair, I'll talk about Captain Marvel because that's one thing that got me in a lot of trouble with a lot of air quotes feminists is because I didn't like the movie. Now, I'm a big Marvel fan. To be honest, I didn't either. Yeah. I'm a big I'm a big Marvel fan, big DC fan. I'm a I'm a huge geek when it comes to superhero films. 
So I was super stoked about Wonder Woman. I was super stoked about like all kinds of like anything that I see is like when I it's something new. I get really excited about no matter who the hero is. So when they announced Captain Marvel, I was excited, right? As you should be because it's a new superhero movie. And I go and I watch it and it was painfully average at best. And gosh, I can't remember her name right now because oh gosh, the the lady that plays Captain Marvel uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. There we go. I don't know why that took me so long. Because she she's also being looked at for a role in Mandalorian, and I kind of hope she doesn't get it, because I think it should go to a person of color, because the character that she's playing is darker toned. Um, Interesting. But, yeah. Anyways, so Brie Larson goes and plays Captain Marvel, but, like, the whole time, this character is, like, like, she's supposed to be kind of a smart aleck. Like, she, she seems like she's supposed to be a smart aleck. But, like, usually when you're a smart aleck, you, you, you laugh about it. Like, you know, you smirk, et cetera, to, like, show that you're just being a smart aleck and you're like, not just a bad person. Like, sarcasm? Yeah. Like, I can't I can't say the words that I want to say because they involve cussing and we can't do that here. But anyway, um, so bad person stands like for a different B word. Yeah. Yes, we get that idea. Um, and so, like, she just kind of comes across as an unlikable bad person. Um you know, obviously she's the hero, but it's just, it's very obvious where she's just like, yeah, I don't like her attitude, like the whole movie. Yeah. And she's like, she's my main character who I'm supposed to be rooting for. Um, I mean, obviously people have different tastes. Yeah. I, like, and you're going to like a different type of character, but at the same time, to only like her because it's a female fronted, you know, right. superhero movie. And to then, and to then blame that fact as to why the movie didn't do as well well, then I'm sorry, but did Wonder Woman flop? No, Wonder Woman did amazing. Did uh, Alita Battle Angel flop? No, Alita Battle Angel did amazing. Those right. are both, like, female-fronted, like, superhero movies, and they did awesome because they were done right. Yeah. Because they were done well, and they didn't have an unlikable character. I mean, I get it, honestly. Like, some people may like one, um, Captain Marvel, like, sure, that's her It's an okay movie. Like, it's an okay... If you tell me you like that movie, that's fine. Yeah, but, like, me personally, I like Wonder Woman more because, A, she looked like me, kind of, kind of, like... <laughs> Cal Gadot. Like... <laughs> she, she's, she's Israeli, though. She's, like... Okay, but she looks more like me than I look like Brie Larson. Okay, that doesn't take much. <laughs> Unless I, like, I died... look more like you than Brie Larson. Aw. Aw. Thanks. Um, anyway, but, like, I like more... Thanks. I don't know how to respond to that. Anyway, um, but, like, I liked Wonder Woman more because there was more, like, kicking butt. Yeah. And, like, physicality and, like, those kind of stuff. And I, like, I identify and I like that more than just, like, shooting lasers out of my hands. And that's the thing is, like, Captain Marvel was also, like, another big problem with Captain Marvel is that she was just kind of brought in out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden she's supposed to be, like, stronger than all the other Avengers. Yeah. Who we've had years to, like, bond with and, like, get to know their characters and like them. And then all of a sudden she comes out with this very subpar movie and then shows up in Endgame like she's the savior. Right. And, like... Because she literally shows up and she is... Yeah, she shows up and she's like, I'm gonna help you kill Thanos, da-da-da-da-da. And then... And she, like, kind of plays... Spoiler alert, she doesn't, but, like... But she plays a pivotal role. Yes, in doing so. but I think the movie would have been better off without her, because she's only in like two or three scenes, and those yeah. scenes don't last very long, and it's literally just like Thor being like, ah, I like her, I like her, yeah. which, yes, Thor is the patron god of lesbians, so like, if Captain Marvel's a lesbian, that makes sense, 
Um, also, like in that scene, she was kind of likable, but for ho- like her whole entire solo movie, she just wasn't a likable person and not a good, well-developed character that I cared about at all. And I care about all of these characters, if that tells you anything. Like I care so much more about Scarlet Witch than like half the Avengers cast and she's not even like a super main character until like Infinity War yeah and even then honestly she kind of I mean she's like she's a big part of Infinity War right um and then she shows up in an endgame and does more than Captain Marvel in my opinion just because she's just like I love I'm gonna deck you yeah but okay Anyways, so I actually do want to talk about um, another instance of fake feminists basically jumping on the wrong bandwagon mm. and causing, like, this big commotion, So, which is basically Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's messy divorce case. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... So, little trigger warning. Uh, this... Um, we will be talking about, like, abuse and, like physical like assault. domestic violence yeah domestic violence so if that is a trigger um tune out tune out just letting you guys know so moving on um so basically johnny depp and amber heard they got married in 2015 and then on may 23rd on 2016 uh amber heard basically uh filed for divorce from depp and also obtained a uh, temporary restriction restraining order oh my god i can't talk um and so she basically alleged at the time of the filing of divorce, an incident had re- recently taken place, which Depp threw a phone at her, which left her with a bruised face. But then a police spokesman basically told uh, People magazine that the investigation into the domestic incident radio call found that there was no crime that had taken place. Do you just want me to go off? Hold on. Because <laughs> I just like I, I just feel you like. Oh, I'm, to... I'm so mad. <laughs> so basically, um, after after this happened, uh, Heard wrote uh, a wa- like Washington Post op-ed about mm-hmm. Depp abusing her, and all of that. And Washington Post a bunch of simp's. Yep. And so Depp basically came out and he denied all of this. Um, just he claimed that everything was a hoax to get more money. Mm-hmm. So and then in 2020, uh, January of this year, obviously. God, 2020. What a yeah, year. Yeah, what a year. Um, so phone recordings were actually released, which Heard admitted to hitting Depp. So, Sam, mm. what do you think about this? So I'm going to go ahead and say, like, I don't, I can't come out and say that Johnny is innocent in this scenario. I don't know that. I wasn't there for it. However, like, with all this evidence that's come about, I think that at the very least, like, like, Worst case scenario, I don't even know. So, like, either they're both abusers or it's just heard. And if we're, like, if we're taking it into account, like, no abuse is, obviously no abuse is okay. But let's let's look at this from, like, a more gendered perspective because that's what a lot of people are doing. And a lot of people are just believing her side of the story because she's a female. And that's what happened in the beginning, right? Johnny Depp got canceled. He got ripped out of movie deals. Like, he got taken out of the Fantastic Beasts. He got taken out of Fantastic Beasts. He's still getting paid because he did record one scene. So he's still getting paid full, which is really cool. Um, That's good. Yeah, I mean, that's by contract. They wouldn't pay him if they didn't have to. But he gets gets ripped from a movie role, a big one, um, and just canceled pretty much. And so many of us are just like, wow, this is my role model that I grew up with. 
and like I, now I'm being told he's a bad person. Now, granted, anytime any of this stuff happens, I don't immediately believe anyone, right? Like you know, they say believe the victims. I I believe them to an extent. Like I have healthy skepticism with everyone whenever they tell me a story, regardless. And so when Amber Heard was like, yeah, Johnny like threw a phone at me and and you know there was abuse, etc. I was like, okay, I mean. I don't doubt that he might have like thrown a phone. I don't know. Like that might have happened. Sure. Right. Let's see like let's let's see what happens. Take a grain um of salt. Yeah. Whatever the saying is. And then all this stuff comes out where you know, she is proven to be a physical abuser. Like there's audio evidence of her being like I'm not punching you, I'm hitting you. And then him going, "You're literally punching me." And then like you hear her hit him and be like, "I'm not punching you, I'm hitting yeah. you," etc. Um, things like that where it's like, okay, she's obviously an abuser. And then you see like um, her past, like the past people that she's been with, like Elon Musk, there's been like pictures of him when he was in his relationship with her where he had a bruised face. And like, you know, nothing came about it. You know, Amber Heard literally cut off Johnny Depp's finger. Uh, I did not. Yeah, that's another part where like she literally like, I think it was his pinky. Like she like cut off part of his pinky and like had to drive him to the hospital, et cetera. There's like so much evidence against Heard. And there's not really any against Johnny at all. Yeah. And Johnny Depp has actually, like, provided, uh, like, evidence yeah. to the courts. Like, um, when they were going through that, like... And then he loses his lawsuit against her yeah, for defamation. The libel case against, um, like, the Yeah, the libel son. case against the son, yeah. Yeah. He lost that. And it's, it's really sad because, again, we see that double standard. Because mm -hmm. people say, believe the victims. But in this case, it, like, we see how like convoluted that is because yeah. there's like a subtone of believe the female victims because yeah. it's like and that and that's very true because like like let's look at this so um approximately 40 ish percent of domestic violence is committed against males that's what's reported but then if you look at like other cases where it's like men aren't going to report their spouse if they are female like that just it, it's just a thing that happens like oh a, man, a woman can't abuse a man like, that's something that I've heard from people, like, from their mouths. Little disclaimer, there are different types of abuse. Yes. You guys. There are many different types of abuse. But if we're just talking physical abuse, domestic abuse, you know, the type that gets put on, you know, the type that gets you put behind bars, right? It just it's, it's roughly 40% man reporting. But how many of those men don't report it because they, they would feel like less of a man right. if they did, right? They feel like they've been told by society that women can't abuse men like that. Yay, oh, toxic. just fight back, etc. Masculinity. masculinity. Yeah. And, you know, what if I told, you know, insert, like, what if, you know, your husband's beating you? And I was like, oh, you should have just fought back. No, no one would ever say that to a woman. But they say that to men all the time. It's disgusting and it's horrible. And it's one of the, like, it's one of the reasons why the internet is behind, like, a lot of the male-dominated side of the internet is behind Johnny Depp in this scenario because it's happened to them. You know, it's happened to so many men throughout time, like where they just aren't believed. And personally, I think if you accuse someone of um, sexual assault, domestic abuse, any kind of violence, etc., if you accuse someone of that and they're found innocent, I think you should be charged with something. I think you should be able, you should be forced to go to jail for probably as long as you were trying to get them to go to jail for. 
or whatever happens in that situation. Right. You know, it's it's disgusting and it's horrible and it's, you know, sometimes I feel like it's a crutch. You know that like, it's it's so obvious that women have the have the advantage in the courtroom in those situations. Right. You know, like I if someone like if my ex decided to say like that I hit her, how many people are gonna believe me that I didn't? You know, like a few of my friends, my family maybe. But anyone else, like if like then if I go to try to get a job, and disclaimer, I've never hit any of the people that I've been involved with. I don't, I don't bring it to violence. I don't swing first. That's not how I. That's not how I roll. Sam is a good person. I can vouch for. Thank him. you, but like you know, she starts saying that everyone here in Ball State's gonna believe her, right? And that's just true. That's just the way our society works. Unfortunately, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And there's because there's no way for me to prove that I didn't do it, and there's no way for her to prove that I did do it. So they're going to believe her. Right. Not just because she's the victim, but because she is a smaller woman. Right. And, you know, I could come out and be like, she hit me. People are not going to care. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, there's those situations where it's like that. And it's, you know. It's quite unfortunate. Yeah. Like, you know, I have friends that, you know, they've had, they've been sexually assaulted by women, but they were never, they were either weren't believed or they were high fived. You know, like it's disgusting, but it's the truth. And, you know, I'm not trying to, like, cry for men, you know, be like, oh, feel bad for men always. You know, we don't have this privilege. No. Yes, we do. But at the same time, if we're arguing for gender equality, then that means that you have to be equal on every level. Right. It's like bringing awareness because take, for example, Terry Crews. Yes, he, absolutely. Like, it, for those of you who don't know, he came out and he basically said that he had been assaulted yeah. or harassed, um, I think yeah. both, um, at a party and he talked about it, I think, in front of Congress to talk about, yeah, to talk about, like, how men get abused and men get assaulted as well and that there should be advocacy on both sides. Yeah, it's it's a huge double standard where it's like, you know, if your boss is like, oh, you have to sleep with me for a promotion. If a male boss does that to a female, that's sexual harassment. That's that's a me too moment. If a woman does that, well, if the guy doesn't do it, he's gay, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's like, the situation that we're in. That's society's automatic response. And I feel like it's it's even worse on social media, you know? Oh, it absolutely is. With social media, everyone has an opinion. Because if we're, if we're going back to the Depp and Heard case, um, originally when all of this was coming out, like before the phone call mm-hmm. came out, um, a lot of people were like, Johnny Depp is an abuser. Like, just cancel him. Like, the whole cancel culture thing yeah. was all against Depp, he was getting bad press, he was losing uh, movie deals. It was, it sucked. And then the moment the phone call recording came out, entire Twitter mm-hmm. completely changed. Everyone was like, support Johnny Depp, like exactly. he's a victim of abuse. Like now, when I was doing research for this podcast, I went on Twitter and I just typed in Johnny Depp. And like literally my entire timeline was just like, support Johnny Depp. And it was, there was like TikToks of uh, people saying like, yeah, Amber Heard is an abuser. Like, yeah, and Amber Heard, like that's the thing is like, I think Amber Heard needs to be, her career needs to be ruined for yeah. this. You but know? she's gotten no repercussions. And like, she hasn't. She's still an Aquaman too, coming to theaters near you. Yeah. Uh, she should be replaced for that. There's a petition with like a million and a half signatures already that's been going around for her to be removed. But I haven't heard about that at all. That's what I'm saying. I'm on a, like, I'm on a couple forums and stuff where, like, I see, like, I'm on right-leaning and left-leaning ones because I want to hear both sides. And, you know, it was the right-leaning ones that were, like, justice for debt first, like, way before. And I was like, no one's talking right. on this side, right? No one's talking on, on Twitter, et cetera, until 
there's this mountain of evidence against this woman, even though like there was no evidence against the man in the first place. Johnny Depp has had his career ruined. Yeah. Or had his career ruined. Now it's probably going to make a comeback because there's so much overwhelming support. Hopefully. Hopefully. I pray. But, you know, he had his career ruined for something that he either didn't do or it was a back and forth situation, which is way more complicated than anyone ever made it seem. Meanwhile, there's someone like Cardi B who still gets to run around despite the fact that she drugged and robbed men wow. that she had invited in for consensual sex or like similar scenarios. I love how this circle has come like, yeah. just cause on Sam's podcast, I was on remixed uh, in the past week and we talked about Cardi B yeah. again. And now we're talking about her again. Well, it's just, it's just a double standard, right? Yeah. If, cause again, if she had been a man, she would have been instantly canceled. Right. You know, it, it, it's just, it's one of those situations. And, you know, there are situations like a lot of court proceedings where they favor women as victims, even right. sometimes when they're not. Like, um, I was talking to Shway before this about like, you know, divorce court, you know, over 80% of the time, custody of the kids will go to the woman regardless of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have personal experience with this. My father was married before he met my mother and he had my brother and my sister uh, at the time of his divorce. And had it not been for the fact that he had a friend on the Supreme Court in Indiana who then talked to the other, who then talked to the judge handling the case, being like, hey, like that's all trash. Like he's a good guy. Like, you know, because his ex was actively trying to, you know, make him look bad for the judge, like make him look like, you know, he was a deadbeat dad scenario. When in actuality, he pays these kids' ways way more and he, he provides a house for them. He's, he's a good dad, all in all. You know, like, hi, Dad, I love you. If you're listening to this, I don't know why you are, but I love you. Um, hi, Sam's dad. Yeah, and, like, because she was trying to throw, like, arguments of, like, cheating, etc. Stuff that never happened. And what wound up happening was, like, this judge was like, oh, so you've been lying. Because she was. But he was, like, the judge was completely believing her and was going to give her the kids. Yeah. And then the situation came to, all right then there will be joint custody unless both kids want to go with one or the other. And my mm-hmm. sister chose my dad instantly. I could have told you that was going to happen. Um, and then my brother, always being the peacekeeper of the family, chose his mom, I think partially just so that there would be joint custody and also because no one wants to, you know, be the bad guy in that situation. Right. It's a tough um, situation. And I think I think in the in the end, I think that was the better way to do it was joint custody, obviously. But I understand the want to then rip back and get full custody from right. someone who initially you were going to do, you know, shared custody. You were going to, you know, do make it work. You know, my dad went and got a second job to pay for the house so that he could like also provide for his two kids as a single parent. You know, he worked the night shift in a grocery store on top of a full-time job with an accomplished career just so that his kids could continue living the life that they were accustomed to and pay their way through life. And then he met my mom in Happily Ever After to an extent. I was there, so probably not. Anyways, that's besides the point. But what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that is the opposite of male privilege in that scenario. Where, like, the mother can be an abuser of drugs or of children or of their spouse, but the court is so much more likely to believe them. Because it's it's we're in a society where it's like, oh, the mother is the nurturer, the mother is the better parent. Right. When that's 
I don't want to say a lot of times because it's, you know, it's equally as likely that the dad's a deadbeat as the mom's a deadbeat. But that's what I'm saying is it's equally as likely. That number shouldn't be 80% custody to the mother. It should be, you know, as close to 50% as it can really get because in every scenario it's going to be different, you know. And again, not progress for progress sake. If, if, that, if that were to stop and the number was still in like the 60s or 70s, okay, that's fine. I get it. But that's not the case. You know, when it comes to like, I have like multiple other statistics where it's like, yeah, let's think about that. Because this is recorded on November 20th. November 19th is International Men's Day. And you can argue whether or not men deserve a day, but. I feel like they should. Like, because let's think about it. There are issues that pertain only to men, as there are issues that pertain only to women. And there are, the, you know, and women should be celebrated and men should be celebrated. We're all here on this earth. We're all we're all alive. We should all be celebrated, especially after this last year. Give yourself a round of applause for Ooh. making it this far. Seriously, you know, let's, you, like, you made it this far to listen to this podcast, so that means you made it probably to the end of 2020. Yeah. Good job. Give yourself a pat on the back, a high five. You know, it was rough. I'm Ooh. sure there were bad times. I'm sure there were some less than good, like, you know, a little bit better times, and, you know, those are probably all right. But, like, give yourself a round of applause. But... Let's think about it. International Men's Day comes. There's not a sticker on Google. There's not anyone posting on social media. I I hadn't. You heard... didn't even know about it right. until I came in and told you. Which... Right. And the only person that said anything was AP. Yeah. So like, good job AP up top for being good journalism. But you know that's what's happening. You know, men constitute almost 80% of all suicides, successful suicides. I think statistically women attempt more, but they typically go the route of like less permanent, like things that you can actually be brought back from, whereas men choose more permanent options. Um, and, you know, you can argue that's because men actually want to end it, et cetera. You, you can go back and forth as to why that is. But men also constitute more than 85% of homeless people are men. Um, you know, they are more than 70% of homicide victims are men. And, you know, you can argue that they're also the ones that commit the homicides, et cetera, whatever. Yeah. You know, again, you can argue with me on these, but it's just true. Like, these are true statistics. Again, more than 40% of domestic violence is committed against men, and that's only what gets reported. Um, I'm not saying that there's not also unreported domestic violence on the side of women. I'm sure there is, but it's not because of society, mm-hmm. you know, or at least not the entirety of society. Like, you know, you might have grown up in a family where, like, it's expected, but at the same time, it's not society telling you, like, oh, you could fight back or, oh, you can't be abused because of your gender. See, Indian... Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, if we really want to get into this, we can. I mean, I'm just going to finish with these statistics just for International Men's Day. Yeah. Just because, like, I think it's, it's one of the reasons that, like, it should have been taken more seriously. You know, men on average serve like about, I think it's like 65% longer prison sentences for the same crime. You know, that's like, that's another instance of courtrooms favoring women. Um, So, yeah, so men serve on average like 65% longer prison sentences. Like obviously like the courts are not tilted in in a male favor. Um, Then like more than 92% of deaths on the workplace are men. Mm-hmm. you know, in general. Uh, and then also men are three to four times more likely to be in prison for the same crime as a woman. That's weird. Yeah. So, like, women would more likely, like, in, like, the case of, like, a petty crime, women are more likely to just get the fine or to just be let go. 
Interesting. Whereas men are more likely to actually serve prison time for that. It sucks that there's that double standard. Yeah, it's disgusting. And it's, you know, it's, again, I'm not arguing that there isn't male privilege, but what I'm saying is there are struggles that are unique to men just as there are struggles that are unique to women. And for you to, like, for anyone to claim to be a feminist, which is, by definition, there for equality, you know, for everyone then to to ignore that, to not bring attention to that, to not actively, you know, bring attention to that. You know, like, I don't, I've, I haven't seen a woman post anything about, you know, Movember or No Shave November. Right. Um, whereas, like, so many guys will tweet and post about, like, you know, breast cancer awareness, et cetera, which also, men can also get breast cancer. That's not a... It's not a f- like a female only thing. Like, it, granted, it's less common and it's much more survivable because we're more more likely to notice when there's something wrong with that area because we're more flat chested typically. But you know that doesn't negate the fact. Yeah. What I'm saying is there's there's these loud, quote unquote, feminists that you know people have termed feminazis. Um, because they're just they're loud, aggressive, and extreme, and they detract from the message. Exactly. If your message is that you should be paid equally, if your message is that you should be treated equally, I'm here for it, and I agree with you. But the way to go about that is not screaming in my face, especially my face, someone who agrees with you. You already you already convinced me. I didn't need convincing in the first place. We can all agree that like fem Nazis kind of played a part in this like whole. Depp and Amber Heard. Oh, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Like, do you think, uh, why do you think it's important to look at both sides before coming to a judgment? Because I feel that when, uh, like, Amber Heard was talking Mm -hmm. about it and all those allegations were coming out, a lot of people just instantly jumped on the bandwagon and were like, yeah, we support Amber Heard, like, support abuse victims and stuff. And then, like, the stance immediately changed Mm -hmm. when those phone call recordings came out. So do you think people were too quick to jump on the bandwagon and... Like, oh, absolutely. Like, cause like in that, in any case, you know, when it comes to whatever it is, like, you know, uh, I don't know if Kevin Spacey's a good like look at, but like, you know, clearly he's guilty Obviously. Um, cause he fled and we haven't really heard from him since. Um, and that's not really the actions of an innocent man. But when I saw, when I first saw like the posts about like what Kevin Spacey did, I was like, did he though? You know, and I'm not here saying that I don't believe victims, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, if anything, I lean towards believing them. Right. Um, like when Amber Heard came out about it, I was like, that really, really sucks if he did it. You know, I'm here and like I'm sympathetic if that's true. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that I don't believe you, it's that I don't believe anyone. Because there have been so many instances like this where Mm -hmm. we realize that the victim has been lying. Yeah, and then people either don't care or it's too late. Yeah. And it was almost too late for Johnny, right? Like, he was pretty much canceled and gone. And then all this evidence finally just comes out because I think Johnny was just tired of it. And he's like, here it is. Right. You know, he's like, here's audio of her actually abusing me. And you can hear it. And again, I'm not saying Depp is innocent, you know? Do I think that, you know, if they both abused each other, then, like, you know, they should either both be punished or both not be punished, I you definitely know? think there was abuse on both sides. Yeah, and because, I don't doubt that. That's what I'm saying. Because, I mean, like, Heard alleged that um, Johnny Depp, like, dragged her through, like, a glass table or... or 
it was something very weird and yeah. like she like she showed she showed pictures of her like having cuts mm-hmm. on her body and and then we see this like phone call evidence of her abusing Depp so it's like yeah it, like both sides of the relationship was bad so I don't think it's right to discredit but what I will say is in in the case of like Amber being like oh he dragged me through the glass here's the cuts it's like well okay, but you could have done that to yourself and blamed him because that also happens where women will, like, there's literally, like, video evidence of women, like, breaking, breaking, like, guys' windows and then, like, cutting their arms up with the glass and then saying that, like, he threw them through the window. Right. Or, like, rolling downstairs and then saying that he pushed them, et cetera. And so what I'm saying is, like, the reason that I am more on Johnny's side in this scenario is, one... She came out gunning when clearly she has she's very guilty herself. Right. That's already hypocritical. That's already a problem for me. That's a huge red flag. Also, all the evidence that I've seen against her can be backed up. There's the audio or like you wouldn't cut your own freaking finger off. Right. Yeah. Unless you were desperate or manic or something, um, which Depp doesn't appear to be. And, you know, I have no doubt that, you know, Depp has his issues, has his demons, etc. But it doesn't negate the fact that a lot of the evidence that is in his favor can be backed up. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's evidence of her on that same call defending herself or abusing him. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's evidence that's pretty much irrefutable against her. The evidence that she brings against him is refutable. And so, like, again, I'm not saying I don't believe that there was bad on both sides. I don't. I don't want to say like, oh yes, Johnny Depp's a great guy, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, I'm not going to cancel him. You know, he's not the one in this situation that's the most guilty. And the fact that Amber seems to just still somehow be getting away with it makes me really want to cancel her. Yeah, it's infuriating. Cancel culture is toxic and I hate it. But like, I think if you actively attempt to cancel someone who either, who like straight up didn't do anything wrong or... At the very least, you were doing wrong at the same time against them when they were doing it against you. And I'm not saying that tit for tat is okay. You know, it's it's just a situation where it's like, yeah, you're the one that deserves to be canceled in this situation. Yeah. You know, if you guys had just, like, handled your business quietly, you know, if you want to get a divorce, that's fine. Get a divorce. You know, if you want to claim that stuff, do it in the privacy of the court. And if that stuff comes out, well, then we will have seen... Johnny defend himself in court, which he did in the libel case. But again, he lost. He lost because the judge just wouldn't believe him. Right. Because of the double standard. Because of the double standard. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's garbage. And it's it's just it's just a sad state of the world where, you know, these fake feminists get to just kind of bash on men. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think bashing on anyone for something that they can't control is okay. You know, like um, I'll use this example you know, like, there's always, like, the, the women that be like, you know, all men must die, kill all men, etc. And the thing is, I don't get offended by that. I don't get offended because I know they're not talking about me. But, but and, you know, that was explained to me by someone else, like, oh, well, you know, if you're not XYZ type man, you don't have to worry about that. You know, if you're not this, if you're not an abusive person, if you're not just, like, a toxically masculine person, then you don't need to worry. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, I don't need to worry. But for the years before that was finally explained to me then you know i was like why am i being attacked i'm a like i'm i'm a nice guy you know a nice guy yeah because because i am i'm a pretty good guy um but 
you know, all these men, that's all they hear is, you know, men are pigs, men are trash, etc. Yeah. Um, which do I say if you say that you're if you say women are equal to men, but you call men trash and pigs, then that makes everyone trash and pigs. Etc. It, it honestly bothers me when I hear stuff like that because it's like it's easy to kind of get swept into that because it's easy mm-hmm. to make generalizations. Yeah, exactly. So like as a woman, it's easy to say like, yeah, all men are trash and yada yada yada. And I will be honest, like I have said that before, mm-hmm. but then I grew up and like I had like I have male friends that are like feminists and such strong feminists and allies and it's like I'm comfortable and we're here for you right (laughs) and it's like I feel comfortable with them like I know that these friends like won't do anything to me like because I've never like I've never had a relationship with a male friend like that it's always like it's ingrained in the back of your mind like as a girl like every guy wants to sleep with you like yeah And and there's a horribly there's also like the horribleness that I think which is trying to cancel masculinity of itself so like Yes, toxic masculinity is a thing. Toxic masculinity is horrible. If you look at, like, Terry Crews, he talked about it for forever. Um, And he's right when he says that toxic masculinity is a bad thing, clearly. But I think people just inherently think that masculinity is toxic, and that's incorrect, right? I'm not a super masculine-looking guy, but I have a lot of masculine traits. Those aren't inherently bad traits. You know, when I get angry out of nowhere and say it's just because I'm masculine, that's toxic. If I, or if I say it's because I'm a man, that's toxic and that's irrefutable. That's, you know, it's, you know, it's unacceptable. But, you know, me taking on like the masculine trait of being a protector to my friends and family, that's not inherently bad. Right. You know, there's, there's traits that are stereotypically masculine that people and a lot of like you know the twitters and a lot of fake feminists view as toxic when in reality there's nothing wrong with a masculine man as long as he's not you know doing actively. it actively being a bad person right you know you can be as masculine as you want you can be a meathead you know you can you can be a jock etc and still be a good person and that's the problem is like you know, yes, there is a toxic masculinity out there and it's predominant in a lot of scenarios, but toxic, like masculine traits are not toxic traits always. Mm -hmm. Blaming your toxicity on your masculinity, that's what's toxic. You know, like let's look at Jason Momoa, super masculine, right? Do you think he's toxic? No, No, he's such a sweetheart. Exactly, but he has so many masculine traits, right? So I guess what I'm trying to get at, like, throughout all of this is, like, you know, if you're a real feminist, then you want equality on every level. So that means you don't attack anyone for anything they can't control, especially if that is account of their gender or sex. And, you know, give men that same courtesy. Right. You know, if you expect us to treat you equally, treat us equally. You it's know, common sense, you it's, guys. It's common sense, you know, if you, like... And sure, maybe there's a lot of men in your life that don't give you that courtesy. Just give because, it anyway. Yeah, just because they don't doesn't mean... Just because... You don't have to stoop to their level, okay? They're the ones on the wrong side of history. They're the problem. They will go extinct right. in time. You I know, think... you're on the battlegrounds right now, you know? We've, or you've been, we've been in the battlegrounds since forever. Listen, I get it. Like, generally, generalization is easy. Yeah. But that doesn't... It's not right. 
I feel like people need to understand that. And it's easy to like just kind of surround yourself with people that think like you. And it's easy for that generalization for to block these healthy conversations. Like you have a completely different opinion on a lot of stuff than I do. And Mm -hmm. just like I can't just shut myself down and be like, well, I'm not going to talk to Sam about this because well, he's a dude, like... He's a man, of course he's going to think that way, etc. Right. And it's like, but, maybe you'll change my mind, maybe you won't, but let's talk about it. Yeah, it's good to have these, like, open, engaging conversations. And we can all agree that fake feminism and cancel culture is harmful, especially... It's so toxic. ...in social media. So, Sam, do you have any final comments? Um, I can't cuss, so uh, F-word uh, genderization, uh, becoming egalitarian today. Such... Such wow. Oh, my God. Such poetry. <laughs> but um, anyways, that's all for now. Also, listen to Remixed. Yes. Also, please, a little shout out to Remixed. Such an amazing <laughs> podcast. If you're into music and all of that stuff, tune into Remixed. Um, but coming back to the coven, this is the coven. You've been listening to uh, me, your host, Shweta Sundarajan, and joining me today was... Sam Shay. All right. See you guys next week.